Hello everyone, welcome to another edition of the Newsreel. My name is Jeremy. And my name is Ken. And on the Newsreel, this is where we talk about current events in movies and in TV. But before that, I want to throw out a quick icebreaker. And this question, you know, we, we want to mix it up every now and then. Uh, you know, still having movie related and all that stuff. But this question came from The Ringer on Twitter. Uh, this is where we came up, uh, where we found this question. Ken was browsing Twitter. I don't usually use Twitter as much as, <laughs> as him, apparently. Uh, but this was a cool topic to talk about that we can talk about here on the newsreel. And they asked, what is the best song from an animated film? I thought this is a hella hard question, Ken. Uh, what do you, how do you think about this? Oh my goodness. There's so many um, songs that came to my mind. I mean, obviously I got a couple decades on you almost. Uh, so, I mean, there's just so many uh, different animated films that I've seen and so many memorable songs. I mean, my initial thought was to go old school with a Disney classic. You know, you're talking about a whole new world by Peebo Bryson and Regina Bell from, uh, from the original Aladdin or Beauty and the Beast uh, by Celine Dion and Peebo Bryson. Dude, Peebo, we're getting some Peebo love uh, up in here in the newsreel. Uh, but the more I thought about it, I actually did want to go with more of a modern classic. And so to answer that question, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Remember Me by Little Miguel from Coco, uh, that Pixar movie. I, and as it turns out, the recording artist Miguel was also the one that recorded, uh, I guess, the studio version of that song. Because, man, when Little Miguel sang that song to his great-grandmother it, during the movie, dude, that really gave me the feels. Dude, I felt the beginning droplets of some tears starting to form it. They didn't actually drop, but man, oh, it's like one of those things where I remember it every time. And, uh, you know, I was thinking about some, you know, some our older uh, family members, especially our Lola and, and our Lolo and everything. So, um, dude, um, I, I feel like Coco was, I think it's been my, I think it is my favorite animated film over the last decade or so wow. and uh yeah I, I mean i i mean i don't have a list that i've actually compiled so i'd actually have to go through all the years and everything but that's definitely up there for me and possibly the best in the last 10 years for me wow that's pretty crazy too because i know you know you got toy story up in here like with four and three i think three came out in 2010 didn't it Yes, it did. So it's a little outside. Yeah, out of that 10-year range, dang. <laughs> um, Toy Story 3 is definitely up there as well. Dude, my favorite Toy Story for sure. Ooh, yeah. When they, they, they see that pit of fire, it's like, oh, yeah. my childhood's about to die. <laughs> oh, man. And then and then at the very end, when, um, dude, uh, when oh, Andy, Andy had to get rid of all, oh, man. That's just, you just know, like tears were flowing and it's like oh my childhood were i'm an adult now and i have to see all these toys go away yeah yeah definitely toy story 3 but yeah that song's a good one uh for me i had such a hard time i almost like i'm gonna throw throw out an underrated song yeah it would be from hercules go the distance Ooh. Uh, by michael bolton and i was like that's an underrated movie disney movie i think 
and an mm. underrated song. But the the one I ultimately chose because I just feel like if it ever comes on, you just have to jump straight in. Is I'll make a man out of you from oh Mulan. yeah, <laughs> that's a good one because <laughs> you could just jump in and it's like oh here we go and it's it's nothing too as heavy <laughs> as yeah. uh, maybe you know as yours, but it's yeah it's fun and it's light and from uh, one of my favorite Disney animated movies. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I was actually thinking about some songs from that because that soundtrack had multiple songs that are really good. Um, obviously, you got Reflections by, I don't know who sang the the movie version, but obviously, Christina Aguilera sang the studio version. Uh, but I really like the song, um, I'll Make Man Out of You. That one's good, too. Because, yeah, you just want to join in and get you kind of pumped. Because, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's a fun little thing. That's how Disney gets you, right? Dude, oh, so you didn't want to pick uh, "Let It Go." <laughs> <laughs> Be oh, that's within the last ten years, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh shoot! Nah, I I just kind of tend to gra- gravitate towards like kind of the older um, movies. I mean, dude, if we're not doing a if we're doing a non Disney, I was thinking, um, have you ever watched an American Tale? No, I, well, I don't think I have. Well, this is way back in the, I want to say it was the 80s. American Tale, uh, they came up with that song somewhere out there. Um, they came up with like a studio version. Uh, it's an it's an old 80s like duet or whatever. But then the, the movie version is so cute because it sounds like, you know, kids kind of like singing it and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, dude, that brings me back to my childhood too. So just dating myself there with a, <laughs> an American Tale. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, it's there's a good question, especially best song from any animated film, and you know animation has been crazy with, you know, it could have been Pixar, could have been Disney, could have been anything, uh, DreamWorks. So I thought that was a cool question from the Ringer, and uh, yeah, let us know if you want to comment or anything like that, or email us, tweet us your answers for that question. Uh, feel free to do so at Weekly Real on twitter well one last one though dude you gotta toss any one of those songs from last week's uh movie your name mm-hmm. dude high high quality uh soundtrack i, I just wish i understood the words yeah yeah i mean because <laughs> it's surprising because they even have english versions of them too but uh the translation is a little weird right mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> so i feel like the japanese one hits it's harder, especially when you watched it in the movie like that. Yep, that's what I've been kind of bumping while I've been working the, <laughs> since we <laughs> recorded last week's episode, for sure. Yeah, man, same here. I was like, oh, when I go for my, my walks, I like listening to your name. <laughs> <laughs> this Just this past week. Uh, good stuff. Um, but on the newsreel, we do like to talk about some current events in movies. And Ken, I know that you... I just told you we're going to be talking about something from the Flash movie that's an upcoming movie. It's still in production. It actually just started production. So that's kind of like the headline for my movie topic is like the Flash has started production, which is pretty crazy in itself because this movie has been delayed for like four years or so. And the main question I wanted to ask you, because I don't know if you saw Michael Keaton is going to be in the Flash movie as Bruce Wayne Batman. So I want to ask you, how do you think Michael Keaton will be utilized in the Flash movie? 
Oh man. Uh, that's a good question. I'm the, my immediate thought would be similar to the way they uh, use uh, the, the different versions of Peter Parker and in, into the spider verse. Um, but I mean, I think it'd be, it's just going to be pretty cool. I mean, for me, I'm not too familiar with like flash and, uh, I'm super casual. Uh, you know, a lot of like, I guess my exposure with the flash was only on the Snyder cut and, uh, the crappy Joss Whedon version. Um, I never got into like the TV show, uh, from the Arrowverse. I actually should watch it. I know that there's some really good seasons. I know you and your brother have told me to to watch it the first two um, seasons are solid but after that third third is okay and then mm-hmm. i yeah we don't really watch right now well how many seasons are there uh now i want to say they're they're on their seventh oh, shoot. i think it's one year older than supergirl so okay and these are full like cw um, yeah full cw seasons 23 seasons. episodes oh shoot okay <laughs> I don't know if I'll, uh, I'll have time to do that, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Like from what I've, uh, read, cause obviously you did give me a heads up. Uh, I'm just looking really forward to kind of seeing DC's take on, on how they would handle a multiverse. Um, I don't know if they call it something different, but based off of what I saw in the Snyder cut, it made me care about, uh, the flash way more than, uh, the, crappy 2017 version so i'm really glad that i got to see the uh, the snyder cut and i'm really looking forward to it hopefully if it does come out next year yeah because just the fact that my michael keaton is gonna be in it i think is mm. like when when they were saying oh we're gonna get a flash movie i'm like yeah it's cool i like the character but if they're not gonna have michael keaton in it it's like <laughs> i don't know but now that it's confirmed that yeah. he's in the movie as like Batman. That's crazy. Cause is he going to come back in his, his latex uh, black suit? I'd probably not. <laughs> Cause <that laughs> well, be... he might, he might get yoked for it. Who knows? Yeah. And, or he might have like some huge mechanical bat suit. I don't know that either way. Yeah. Just to see him like he wasn't my favorite Bruce Wayne. I definitely respected his Batman for sure. Um, but just to see that uh, that character again from all the way from 1989, and yeah, I guess man. I guess you would say was it 92 returns? Uh, yeah, I want to say it was either 91 or 92. Uh, I would say 92 actually. Um, actually, before uh, Christian Bale, he was actually my Batman. Uh, with apologies to Val Kilmer and, and George Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, <laughs> not, really. Def- not really, not <laughs> really. Um, <laughs> unless you want to go Adam West, but yeah, I definitely saw yeah. like when I watched the movies, obviously later on the, the Burton movies, I, I definitely appreciated them. I definitely did like, uh, 89 more, I believe. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited to see what they, what they can do with an older Bruce Wayne. Like I, I'm kind of, or if anything, I hope they can spin this off into like a Batman beyond, where he's like old, old Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. where he can't even fight anymore and has to pass on the mantle to a different yeah. Batman of the future. Well, here's the thing that I'm actually curious of. Uh, obviously, Ben Affleck is also listed on there. Is that still accurate on uh, IMDb? I don't think so. <laughs> Probably okay. not. 
I was about to say because I I was probably to be honest with you more more surprised to see him on IMDb uh, than I was with uh, with Michael Keaton. Yeah, well, IMDb's wrong sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, for sure. I I know. That's why I wanted to ask before yeah. I kind of got into. <laughs> if it was like, true, though, you know, dude. I'm going opening night right there. <laughs> well, do you think that they would have maybe Robert Pattinson? Mm, I mean, it's not totally unlikely because um, when I was still watching the Flash TV show, I might uh, catch up on it because I'm only like a season behind or whatever. Um, last season on the Flash, they actually did a, a tiny cameo. Ezra Miller actually appeared in the Flash TV show as the Flash. Oh, wow. And like they actually saw each other in their Flash costumes. Like, hey, I like your costume and all that stuff. So I'm like, whoa, Ezra Miller came onto the flash show uh in the flash in this weird multiverse time type of thing on the show and so it's uh at least a cameo by ben affleck or robert pattinson i don't think is out of the realm of possibility Mm -hmm. well do you think any other uh justice league members will um show up or uh maybe different versions of flash or you know anyone that um you know any known characters will show up you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we see because a, a Captain Boomerang or something like that, because he's primarily a Flash villain. But maybe I don't know what time, place of the timeline they m- might have this in. Uh, who knows? Maybe Captain Boomerang's dead already from Suicide <laughs> James Gunn's Suicide Squad. Yeah, right. but I would like I would like to see Captain Boomerang from uh, Suicide Squad just because he's primarily a Flash villain. Hmm. Good to know. See, I didn't know that. And so I, this, I'm i glad that we're talking about this so that you could kind of prepare me for when <laughs> hopefully the Flash movie comes out late next year. Yeah, man. I'll bring like that, that Flash side. You bring the Burton, Michael Keaton side. Yeah, man. Like I remember uh, catching like little bits and pieces because, you know, sometimes it would be on TV. Dude, the Burton movies definitely look dated. But uh, if you just kind of look beyond that, Dude, uh, the acting is really good, obviously, with especially with the first one with Jack Nicholson as uh, as the Joker. Yeah, the the line that always makes me kind of cringe is the "You wanted to get nuts? Let's get nuts." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man! And then so uh, just I don't know Michael Keaton's hair in that scene. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot! Yeah, you know what? We need to come up with uh, we need to come up with a list of actors who have done both like dc and marvel movies you know what i mean because obviously he did play that role in uh spider-man homecoming oh yeah as the vulture so yeah, i totally forgot about that for some reason <laughs> i just thought right away oh michael keaton was in the the robocop reboot <laughs> i'm like wait oh, a minute shoot. that's not marvel <laughs> <laughs> oh man well thank you so much for uh sharing that i mean d- definitely uh, looking forward to the flash, especially coming off of the heels of uh, of the Snyder Cut. Uh, but this week, you know, obviously we do have a TV topic, and so, I mean, obviously this has been been making headlines, uh, especially since last week, last Friday, when the penultimate episode of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier aired, uh, called Truth, and so uh, 
Before we begin, I just want to give a major, major, huge spoiler warning for those of you who have not watched the fifth episode of The Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, me and Jeremy are going to be talking about specifics from that episode, and so hit pause on your podcast app right now, watch that episode on Disney+, Plus, and come back and hit play and join the conversation with us. And so, here you go, Jeremy. Dude. Last week's episode was so, so eventful. I mean, dude, we got a Civil War-esque two-on-one battle between Sam and Bucky versus John Walker. Uh, we had a surprise cameo by Julia Louis-Dreyfus as Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. Dude, we got a intense, intense conversation between Sam and Isaiah Bradley. And, dude, later on in the episode, we got some... Just great A Sam and Bucky dialogue, especially when they were first training with the Cap Shield. Uh, dude, there was that Sam training montage. Uh, remember that post credit scene? There was John Walker making such a really good cosplay Cap Shield. And finally, you know, and, you know, we're going to talk, uh, just channel our inner Brad Pitt. What's in the box? <laughs> dude, and you know what? There's actually five things that I left off of the list that actually happened that would be like noteworthy on a like a normal episode, but I just had to leave that off for time purposes. So I mentioned all these things. And you know, we do talk about the WWE all the time. And you know, when something crazy happens, the live crowd is always chanting, Holy shit! Holy shit. And so my question this week, Jeremy, is what moment from last week's episode, made you go, holy shit, the loudest. Oh, man. I already know. Because it's like, shoot, man. I We knew that first fight was coming. Yeah. And it was a really good fight. The choreography, the camera work, and all that stuff. But for me, it it would have to be that very intense, intimate conversation between... Uh, Sam and Isaiah Bradley. It's that Oof. part, when, especially when Isaiah was like, uh, like uh, any, like no one. What, how did the quote go again? It's like no black man would want to be uh, Captain oh. America or should be Captain. They they won't let anyone be Captain America, and if yeah. they did, uh, no self-respecting black man would. I'm like would oh. take it on. I'm like. Damn man, that's what? And like I was, I was dying when he said that. I'm like, whoa, Isaiah Bradley. Ah, I did not expect you to say that. (laughs) And obviously, (laughs) Sam was like, he understood him because Isaiah Bradley has been treated, uh, mistreated, basically for most of his life. Yeah, by the government. So just that the shield kind of stands for maybe some of the ideals that the the government tries to put out there or try to, you know, say Captain America is like their poster boy in a way. So for, but that, just that last line though, it's like, yeah, if they, even if they did let a black man be Captain America, no self-respecting black man should take it on. Yeah. I mean, 
and, and you're talking about in today's political climate, and it's it's been like this like this whole time. Uh, I mean, you're going back to like the '90s with obviously Rodney King and and, and all that, and then obviously the civil rights movement. You know, with uh, Martin Luther King and Malcolm X and everything, and you know, like it's just just so relevant to what we're going on. I mean, we actually, you know, we just had the the verdict read for. Um, for the George Floyd um, George Floyd trial, and it, it is just so relevant, and you just now get a glimpse of what what Sam was talking about and how he was feeling when he uh, accepted the shield at first. But you know, as he was thinking about it, obviously during that time after Endgame, going into Falcon and, and the Winter Soldier, it's it's just this inner conflict that people of color and especially uh, African-Americans have had to deal with because they get treated probably the worst out of all the minorities. So, um, man, that, ah, I love that. I was, I was at the edge of my seat when that happened. And when, yeah, when he said that in line, I was like, dude, that is so good. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to like, cause how that scene kind of ties into uh, how Bucky's kind of feeling, and then Sam kind of reassures him, saying, like, it doesn't matter what Steve thought, yeah. really. Because, you know, these are two grown men having to make their decisions after their friend is gone. And so just the fact, I'm looking forward more than ever now to see Sam take up the mantle of Captain America. I don't know if he's going to go go by Captain America, but if he's going to be wearing, you know, the red, white, and blue, it is something that I wasn't too excited for in the beginning, but now, like, as the characters have progressed, how the show kind of told this this character arc, I think I'm more excited than ever that Sam's kind of making this this decision for himself rather than uh, Steve saying, oh, here's your Captain America now. Yeah, he's actually the one really accepting it. Right now, he was—he's actually, um, you know, you could see like uh, his complete story arc, the co- inner conflict that he had with accepting it, and you know, knowing that basically a lot of the country won't accept him or won't see him as that. And um, I mean, it kind of works out in that John Walker had to deal with the scrutiny of the one that had to follow him and having to deal with that pressure and everything. And so, man, I, I am really looking forward to him taking up the mantle potentially in, in the finale. Um, and so I'm definitely pumped uh, for this coming Friday. Uh, in, in, it's, what, less than two days now away from, from the finale. Um, well, let me ask you this. I mean, we're talking about him taking up the mantle. What do you think is in the box? <laughs> well, I think it's pretty obvious. I think it's a new suit. I think it's going to be red, white, and blue. I'm hoping it has his falcon wings in it. It is Wakanda tech, so it could be like nanotech or whatever. Um, so I'm hoping he has the wings as long, and he has the shield as well. So I hope that... Cause uh, the way he's been using the wings throughout the, this series is just so entertaining to watch. So for yeah. him to just kind of only have the shield, I think it would be uh, he, he would lose something special in terms of his character because he's such a great pilot of those wings. So I would like to see a Captain. I, I hope it's a Captain America suit with wings. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I basically agree with you. I feel like it'll be probably like a darker version of uh, what we've seen from, you know, from John Walker cap or even uh, Steve Rogers cap. I mean, I think the color scheme will be the same. I think it's just going to be like darker, like versions of it. Um, I'm kind of curious with if they do go the nanotech or, you know, similar to like the Black Panther suit. I'm curious to see if there's going to be a Wakanda version of Red Wing. Ooh, yeah, because Red Wing, ever since he got destroyed in episode one, <laughs> he hasn't made another appearance. Oh, episode two, actually. Episode sorry. two, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it would be nice to have a little bit more durable of a Red Wing. <laughs> yeah, uh, and plus, remember, they, they kept talking about how the government kept, like, tweaking it. It seemed like, you know, they were messing with it all the time, and it had been glitching. Mm-hmm. I hope he still goes by Falcon, because I do like how his... His alter ego of Falcon has progressed, mm-hmm. um, especially I, like I don't know about this Torres guy yet. I'm like, uh, can he really hold? Like, be, can he be Falcon? I don't know. Those wings seem pretty hard to handle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I if they're gonna go the route of the comic books, only from the little that I've read. I feel like, Sam, it will be the next Captain America. And then I think Torres, I mean, dude, he's like, hey, keep keep those wings. Keep them. And so I mean, they're setting him up to be the next uh, to, to be the next Falcon. Well, quickly, Jeremy, like my holy shit moment has to be, you know, it's a little bit more on the lighter side. If I had to be honest, it had to be Julia Louis-Dreyfus only because I was a huge fan or still am a huge fan of Seinfeld. Just to see like like this one lady just kind of walking up with the boots and everything. And obviously she gives that one liner uh, and then they kind of pan up to showing who it is. And I was like, oh, what the I, I it I literally lost my shit um, when I saw who it was. And because it was so unexpected. And obviously, I mean, this may turn out to be not really a significant thing because I don't think. Her character, Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine, is really that big of a uh, MC, or I'm sorry, uh, big of a Marvel character. But I mean, there is potential. I mean, we were kind of talking offline about uh, ways that they, you know, take her character or whatever, where she can maybe possibly lead a uh, a faction of anti heroes um, known as the Thunderbolts. I-, I like that theory probably the most. Um, so I'm kind of hoping that they do that, similar to what uh, DC's version of what the uh, the Suicide Squad. Yeah, pretty much. Like, or I think they even had like an Injustice League with yeah. like De- Deathstroke is like the parallel to Batman. Uh, I hope they do something like that in um, in Marvel, especially you know you got the John Walker like anti-hero Captain America esque person. You got the um, What's this? Abomination? Abomination. Still still alive somewhere, probably on the raft. Probably on the raft. Yeah, they they, they mentioned the raft in, in the episode um too. So mm-hmm. obviously that was kind of more of a throwaway line, but they mentioned that's where Zemo's going. So Zemo could potentially be a, a member of this anti-hero group. Yeah, I would actually like to see Zemo be the be the leader of this little group. This suicide squad. I'm just getting the wrong movie. well i mean he could play the tony stark because i mean he's obviously well off and (laughs) he has all those toys and everything so i mean he could definitely be that 
Yeah, and then you got Agatha with her magic stuff. So it's, yeah, I'm hoping they go down that route. But we'll see, because I feel like if John Walker survives this series, uh, I think there's a higher possibility that the Thunderbolts is happening. But if he dies, I feel like, okay, maybe we'll see what happens. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So, Ken, do we have anything else going on this pretty soon? Yes. What's next for the Weekly Reel podcast? Well, this coming Monday, April 26th, we are revisiting the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I mean, we just talked about it with the Falcon Winter Soldier, but uh, we are continuing our franchise series where we're kind of rewatching the Infinity Saga and uh, the next three films that we're going to be talking about just happen to be the first three films of uh, of the MCU's Phase 3. And we're talking about Captain America Civil War, Doctor Strange, and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. And so, um, you know, if you're looking for something to do this weekend, stream all three movies on Disney+. And, uh, yeah, get prepared. I mean, if you haven't watched it, definitely want, go see it. I think all three of them are pretty good at, at the very least. <laughs> Uh, but if you haven't watched them in a while, definitely get refreshed and then check out Monday's pod. Yep, for sure. Uh, well, that's just a couple of the current events in movies and in TV this week. Uh, be, stay tuned in next week, next Thursday, for more uh, current events that we're going to talk about. But if you do want to tell us your thoughts on either the the flash news with michael keaton or just any of your thoughts on falcon and the winter soldier so far uh please send us a tweet on twitter at weekly reel or on instagram at weekly reel or even comment on our youtube page uh the weekly reel podcast so ken uh that's it for today thank you all for listening to the news reel this week and we'll see you next time on the real.